welcome back to another episode of the Bayfront Boys podcast, our college football podcast, 814th and long. I am your host, Brayden. We got Bryce and Tom here on the line. Say what's up, boys. What's up, folks? How we doing? We got uh, week five college football to uh, look at as I, I feel like we're in a pretty boring uh, part of college football where no really good teams are playing. Um, however, Michigan is back to beating bad teams by a lot. Uh We'll start off there as Michigan blows out a very good Rutgers team, 52-0. So Michigan, you know, that's what they're known for. They don't show up in the big games, but when they see Rutgers on the schedule, I know we talked last week, we said that's the perfect bounce back game. Um, And then some more notable games. I think uh, we were all expecting a little bit more out of Maryland last week as... uh, 59 nothing. Um, one thing that I was pretty impressed with was I forget who gave out this award, but some uh, it was like CBS or something. Student section of the week went to Penn State, and the game was in Maryland. So that's just that's, that's a hell of a stat. Disrespectful <laughs> to take yeah, over an uh, opponent territory. Yeah, they. I, I was watching the game and like Penn State tried to get in the Maryland student section and they had to be escorted out. Um, Tom, your Mormons, another tough loss to uh, Toledo. They, uh, a little maction, back to back losses. So what's the uh, what's the state of the Mormons over there in BYU? Um, I, I think they're going to need to regroup, man. You know, and really, I blame this loss on my good friend, Sean Ream. He did a hell of a job recruiting for Toledo. And, uh, you know, he was up in the front office last year. And apparently he brought in some ringers because I don't remember Toledo being that good that they'd be able to beat BYU. Um, Also, I mean, Toledo's got uh, ex-McDowell star Jerome Henderson. So I I think it's just an unfair advantage. I think they, I don't know. I could see them get investigated soon, man. A lot of 814 talent over there in uh, Toledo. Um, A big game. Clemson, a team who has zero competition on the entire schedule. Mac Brown. Mac is back. However, Mac needs to learn how to drop a two-point conversion play. If you're going to go for two-point conversion to beat the number one team in the country, you should probably run something better than the option. Um, how do what, what's your guys' opinions on going I, for two against Clemson? In that situation, you go for the win. I don't care who you are or what it is. You're playing the number one team in the country. North Carolina had no reason to be in that ball game. They played an excellent game plan, excellent game. But I, Matt Brown, the last play calls. What I mean, I don't. I don't understand what that was. I, I would at least like that's if the, I'm gonna uh, run it as a coach. You can. Gonna, what are you drawn up there? I'm going to hand it to my running back and tell him to get two yards and tell my offensive line I, all we need is a push. I get uh, Clemson has an unbelievable offensive, uh, a defensive line, but you got to go for something or throw the ball. Trip, yeah, go trips I mean, one way and just take run sticks, like Nick would also, say. Run sticks. <laughs> also, I just feel like run a play with at least one more option rather than if the quarterback's not there, he's either pitching it, and if that's not there, then – 
exactly what happened where you just run out of space. What's his name? Braden, you're calling the double option with the uh, shovel pass underneath. Is that what you're going for? I mean, at least get that or have like go full wing T and have a fullback going up the middle. At least get a little bit of misdirection. At least run. Listen, you have to. Every team has trick plays for that type of scenario. And you're telling me they said, you know, let's just throw out a freaking option play. Like, I mean, throw out the pit special. We saw that work done oh. on a, a two-yard situation. I don't know. I just think Mac Brown, man, return of the Mac was in full effect, and then the uh, the age must have got to him as he just completely forgot his playbook. And the only thing he could think of was, hey, maybe we should just have our quarterback roll out, and if that doesn't work, we'll pitch it backwards <laughs> to our running back. Let me – let me ask you guys this. With that game being 21-20, does, does that make Clemson fall? Do they fall to two, three, or four? Didn't they fall to – I think Bama's number one now. I haven't looked at the rank. I didn't look at the rankings. AP top 25, yeah, Bama's yes. number one now. Which, so, yeah, I mean, I think they – I also think maybe – I mean, Georgia, I think, should be number one or number two. I think um, – the only reason why Alabama and Clemson are one and two right now is because they're Alabama and Clemson in the last four or five years or so. But I mean, strength of schedule, Georgia, I mean, they beat Notre Dame, who's a top 10 team, but they're also just obliterating everyone else. Um, so in my opinion, I think Georgia should be at least number two ahead of Clemson, just based on strength of schedule. And I guess who who they beat so far. Clemson did beat Texas A&M, but just not a great Texas A&M team. Yeah, they, they're they un, not that impressive. Um, so, yeah, a uh, interesting play call, to say the least. Uh, how about Pitt, fresh off a uh, huge win against UCF, goes all the way to the end against Delaware. 17-14. Um, to 14. Talk about uh, inconsistent. Aren't they, aren't they an FCS team? Or an F, yeah, F. FCS, I have no clue. I think they are. Yeah, I think they, they are. FCS. Oh you my! Tell me anything about Delaware football, and I would believe it. There's Joe a. Flacco went there. There's there's and there's two there's two Cathedral Prep kids there, I believe. Yeah, Cavado and some other kid. Yeah. Um. Now another. Uh, we got Washington Huskies against USC. Yeah, I didn't think this one would be close. I thought the 11 or 10-point spread, I know we talked about it last week. I really liked Washington. Um, I just don't think USC is that good, and I think Clay Hilton sucks as a head coach. Washington only won by 14, but they did cover the spread. I know as uh, somebody who took minus 11, USC got the ball back with like three minutes left on the 40, but thank God they threw a pick. Um I don't know. Is Clay is Clay Hilton's? Is this his last season in USC? Yeah, I thought they I thought they were gonna get rid of him last year. Um, that's a team that is known for winning big games. Winning, I get they have a lot of injuries at the quarterback position, but you still gotta win games or be at least be competitive. Yeah, you heard me before. I said they're gonna either have to hire uh, Matt Leinart or OJ Simpson because they gotta make some noise down there. They're Oh, there's wow. sli- they're, they're sliding. USC isn't USC of what they used to be. They need to they need to make some noise. I also think that would uh, boost 
the overall play of the players if they saw their athletic director was O.J. Simpson. Um, not a guy you want to disappoint. Um, in the matchup of this is the worst team in football, Akron went to UMass. And uh, Nick, a big Akron guy, goes to a lot of their games. They look miserable as they made UMass, a team who got blown out by, who was it, Charlotte? They gave up like 60 points to Coastal or Charlotte. I don't even know. Um, Akron just looks miserable. They are officially the worst team in the very early part of the season. Nick said they would win over three and a half games. And right now I said, Nick, you got to look at the harsh reality. They might not win a single game. Um, I think they're going to have maybe one opportunity. If they play Bowling Green in a few weeks, and that is going to take over as the worst game of all time because both teams are going to just – have you seen a Bowling Green game? It's a horrible game. And I think if Akron doesn't win that one, they are not winning a single football game. So we have to bring up Akron every week because we get the hype videos from Nick. We get it all. And every week it's the same thing. Um, anything you guys want to add on little Maxson? No, I'm all right. There's nothing. Positive side for Akron. They scored 29 points. That's a season high, man. They're in the right direction. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> I'm, I was told I think their backup quarterback came in. Well, I'm looking at it right now. They had four different people throw a pass. So nothing like a good QB controversy five games into the season where you got four different options. Braden, you're telling me you didn't watch the whole game? I did not. I did see the people at Barstool uh, did get a hot tip to take Akron, so they were watching it, and I saw there was no scoreboard, no yellow first down line, and there was no play clock. (laughs) It was literally just a camera of people playing football. So just the lowest budget possible to produce these games for the worst two teams in college football. Um, Auburn. Absolutely rolls over Mississippi State. Um, Auburn looks very good this season, as we'll talk about them as they play Florida this week. Bo Nix, 335 yards, two touchdowns. He looks like uh, probably next three, maybe four years at Auburn are going to be uh, it's going to be a bright future there. I absolutely love Bo Nix. He is going to be the next. He's going to be the next big name in college quarterbacks coming up. Um, he plays a very unique style where run the ball, run the ball. Now I'm going to hit you down the field. Um, I love Auburn this year. Um, they just got to put together the pieces on offense a little bit more. Their defense is stellar. Um, I see them. I mean, they can compete with Bama. They all, they've done it before. So why not now? Yeah. Um, I just saw Tyler Locker said a hell of a touchdown, but, um, Tom, you got anything on Auburn? I don't know, man. Bo Nix, I mean, that's a pretty sweet name. If you got a cool name, I feel like you got to be a good quarterback, man. It stills that confidence. Confident quarterbacks are good quarterbacks. So I'm, I'm rolling with the uh, War Eagle. Bo Nix just sounds like a, a good Auburn quarterback. Um, Ohio State went into Nebraska and just absolutely dominated. Ohio State, I said earlier or on the last pod, Justin Fields could be a very – I think he's very underrated as we look at the Heisman. If Ohio State runs the table, 
He's putting up great stats. Um, they just continue to roll over opponents. He's throwing the ball almost 70% completion, over 1,000 yards, 16 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, Justin Fields is living up to all of the hype, and Ohio State is absolutely rolling. Bryce, Ohio State guy, uh, are these boys going to win the natty this year? We'll make the college football playoffs. We're, we're young on the defensive back end. Uh, I believe in them. Justin Fields, actually, I want them to see them play a competitive game. I don't know when we'll get it. It's coming up soon. Uh, the Penn State the Penn State game is going to be the big one. That's the big question mark. I want to see how Justin Fields reacts when his back's against the wall. But he looks phenomenal. Back to Ohio State offense. Tom, do you like Ohio State? Yeah, I like them a lot. They, uh, I think they're a pretty, uh, pretty good team all the way around. Usually, this time of the year, I'm screaming at my TV telling Isaiah Prince to block somebody at right <laughs> tackle. But thank God he's in the NFL now. We actually have somebody who can block. Um, the, Justin, I mean, the defenses the Buckeyes have played haven't been extraordinary. But um, based off the competition they've played so far... The offensive lines look good. They have a run game with Dobbins. They have a plethora of wide receivers. They got a lot of guys that can make plays. I like the defense. Chase Young could be a he could be the number one pick. I think it'll be a top five pick for sure. Hell of a defensive oh, picture of Chase Young standing next to some dude and he looks like he's seven foot. That that's Chase Young, yeah. <laughs> he is massive. Also what? their defense held Adrian Martinez, who a lot of people at the beginning of the year talked about Heisman. That's obviously out of the question. He had 47 yards passing and three interceptions. So that's just it's either really good defense or that dude was just miserable. If you're an Ohio State fan, some people are even saying that Chase Young's better than both, both Bosa brothers, which is very, very impressive how dominant the Bosa brothers were. And now watching Chase Young do the same exact thing. The defensive ends that come out of Ohio State are top-notch. Defensive NU. Um, who says that Hawaii is only a good home team? The uh, Rainbow Warriors going to Nevada, 54-3. to Yeah, I bet against Hawaii. Regretted it. Oh, my. We this are, is my parlay, and all I needed was Hawaii to lose? Gosh darn it. We are a Hawaii podcast. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were, like, plus two. Um, big Rainbow Warriors, guys. Everyone, especially us, say they are a they are a lock at home. But they might be onto something if they're beating teams like 50 on the road. Maybe in a few years we're talking about Hawaii in the college football playoff. Um, listen, that's going to be my bold prediction. In a few years, we're getting the Hawaii playoff. Um, they're going to start scheduling good teams in Hawaii to play a midnight football game East Coast time. <laughs> That's, they have a recruiting advantage, honestly. Who doesn't want to go play in Hawaii? I mean, if they recruited me right now, I'd probably sign. Right. Exactly. Live in Hawaii? Like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be pretty pretty easy to get kids to come to Hawaii for four years, for free especially. Um, we look forward to week six of the college football season. There are some notable games, but before we get into the big games, Notre Dame, Bowling Green, as I said before we started this, the biggest spread 
in my I think in like 40 some years Notre Dame is a 45 and a half point favorite against a miserable Bowling Green team um if they don't cover it I'm gonna be pretty disappointed if a team like Kent State is rolling Bowling Green by 40 um but yeah that's I that's just all I have to say on that one I'm expecting I think this is a game where we can put up 70 you know we're not we're not known to do that to teams but I think for us to be an elite team, we gotta beat the shit out of these bad teams. Um, so let's look at some Big Ten football. Iowa at Michigan. I just don't like. I'm looking at this game, and I don't even know who I could tell you who I think's gonna win because I honestly don't know. Michigan is an awkward team, but this is a very talented Iowa team, and I think Iowa's more of like a balanced team where I think we know what we're gonna get from them. So I kind of do like Iowa in this game. Uh, Michigan just seems like, you know, the wheels are falling off. And you're obviously not going to fire Harbaugh. But for Hawkeyes, I think I think they might go in there and uh, get a win. If I think Iowa wins this big by a large margin, to be honest. Um, I can't stand Michigan. I the hype around them every single year, they're, they're this, they're that, they're this, they're that. They can never win the big game. I do think if if they if they don't win this game, I really think you got to look at Harbaugh and be like, all right, we need to move on and get a good coach in there. Because Michigan has always been a good football program, but right now they all they do is run up the score on these, these low-end teams. I also so. really like uh, Nate Stanley uh, from Iowa. He's a very solid quarterback he has zero interceptions on the season and this necessarily isn't the best Michigan defense um that's what they're usually known for they just kind of limit opponents to very few points and then um their offense doesn't have to do much but with uh Shea Patterson he just doesn't look that great and their defense not being that good I expect Iowa to uh come out here and play pretty well are they still starting Shea Patterson, or did they move on to McCaffrey's brother? No, Shea Patterson's starting, and he had a bunch of touchdowns against Rutgers. I had a high hope for that kid when he came out of college and went to Ole Miss. Never lived up to it. Yeah. I, uh, I also like Iowa guys, but not nearly as much as you guys. <laughs> those, those boys are corn-fed. They're, uh, they're yeah. built for that. I don't know, man. They got... With Nate, I mean, I like Nate Stanley, but I mean, the dude's name's Nate Stanley. I mean, that does not strike fear into an opponent when you go, "Hey, I'm I'm going up against Nate Stanley today." Um, they got Makai Sargent at running back. He's pretty tough on the offensive line. They have five. What do they got? They got five high school wrestlers that all placed top four in the state of Iowa. So. You know they're they're tanks, all of them. Right. They can all they can all shoot a double at when boys are ready to be in the trenches. <laughs> they're definitely nasty. So I I think I think they'll be able to move the ball. I'll take I'll take Iowa by a touchdown. I uh, I do think Michigan's um, very inconsistent, but I don't I don't know about uh, Iowa's defensive backs. That's usually where Iowa struggles a little bit more. Usually their front seven's really good. But then they'll give up some passing yards. So we'll, we'll see. Right now they're allowing only 174 passing yards a game. So we'll see if they can keep that up. 
it's not like Shea Patterson's really a, an elite quarterback, but I'll be interested to see how how athletic Iowa looks in the secondary to see how they'll match up versus teams later on. Like I mentioned before, Auburn traveling to Florida. Um, Auburn is favored in this game in Florida. Florida, I think the best thing to happen to them, as we said earlier, not big Felipe Franks, guys. He went down and Trask came in. Uh, They have two wins under their belt, but against Tennessee and Townsend. So not a whole lot of competition for Trask early, um, but Auburn has beat some quality opponents in Mississippi State, Texas A&M, and Oregon. So I, uh, what, what's your guys' take on this game? I, I feel like this is a game where Auburn, I don't know, they're not going to blow them out, but this feels like they could win this game by maybe 10, 14 points. I don't know. It's uh, I don't know how for real Kyle Trask is. Like I, I just haven't seen enough of him to be able to be like, he's the man or he's not. Um, if he's not the man, this could get this could get bad early. I definitely agree with that. But yeah, I just, don't, have a strong I just don't know how much you, he could show me all he wants and be good. But I mean, if you're telling me that guy didn't even start in high school, I just I can't buy into that. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, the Florida quarterback that tra- – I mean, listen, he was behind De'Eric King for four years, <laughs> but uh, he did not – the last time – going into the Tennessee game, he his last start was freshman year of high school. How how do you get recruited? Oh, um, never mind. I That's- really – I read the story, and it was like uh, whoever – some guy at Florida, I forget who – um, knows he's like good friends with the coach down there, and he was like, "Listen, I'm telling you, this guy is good." So, I mean, he he played a little bit in high school, but it was it was kind of like they would do like a dual quarterback system with him and De'Aaron King. Oh, uh, okay. So he did get playing time, but okay. He got playing time, but didn't start. So. All right. Here here here's my thing. Florida has a phenomenal defense. Everyone knows that. You gotta be able to put up points in these games. Either they're gonna be, it's gonna be a very good game. But like you said, Brad, I can see Auburn pulling away late and just getting ahead, and then Florida having no way to catch up because they don't have a quarterback. Why can't Florida ever take one off season and say, "Let's go get our guy, our quarterback for the next four years"? They always get these guys, Felipe Franks. I forget who was before that, but yeah, Driscoll. Some, Driscoll, yeah. The guy who was who was the guy? Oh, I can't think of his name. Will Greer. That was the future of Florida right there. And then they let him pe- test positive for PEDs or whatever he tested positive for. Go get a guy like Will Greer again and have an offense. You can be an elite team. I definitely have said this before, and I know we were just talking about recruiting someone to Hawaii. How freaking hard can it be to recruit like a five-star quarterback to Florida? Right. Jesus Christ. You get a bunch of talent around him. And then you also have an elite a, defense. Yeah, you have one of the top probably 10 defenses every single season. Just get one good guy and be like, listen, man, it's Florida, for God's sake. Um, I, I just it amazes me that a team like that is incapable. Uh, I mean, Felipe Franks, I think he was like a five star recruit. That clearly didn't play out too well. His name's Felipe. Yeah, that's. A, <laughs> I just don't know what you're expecting from him. 
Um, so yeah, Auburn, Florida. I uh, I like Auburn a lot in this game. Go Tigers or go War Eagle. I don't know why I'm thinking LSU for some reason. Go yep. War Eagle. Um, next game, we uh, talked a little bit about Michigan State, Ohio State. Ohio State's rolling. I think if this was in Michigan State, I would maybe give them a little bit more of uh, of some help where I think they could make it a game. But I just think Ohio State, uh, especially at home, I think they're going to get going early. Um, this is, yeah, this is a night game. Uh, I just don't love Michigan State's offense this year. They're usually known for their defense. I just don't love their defense either. Um, and Ohio State is just a much better football team. And I think they get up early and they just roll, roll fast. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, though, Justin Fields, this guy is quietly one of the best quarterbacks in the country right now. And I think he uh, didn't he have like six touchdowns in a quarter last week or two weeks ago. Yes. Uh, that's just insane. Um, so I like Ohio State and I think they're going to win big. I'm with you there. I think this is going to be another game. Ohio State's going to come out firing all cylinders early, get up big, and Michigan State have no way to come back. I, and I can see Ohio State's defense giving up maybe 14 points, if that. Yeah, the Buckeyes are for real. They're playing angry. I think they'll roll them. Brian Lewerke is not uh, not going to get the job done and pull off the upset. Yeah, I uh... – I, I, I'm pretty sure we said this before, too, but Lewerke's been there forever. Um, and he just, I just feel like he never has gotten any better. So clearly they're not recruiting quarterbacks either. He's the Perry Ellis of uh, college football. <laughs> it just, I just don't know where the hell are these good quarterbacks and why they aren't showing up at any of these programs. Um, another game. A little 8 o'clock game. Cal goes into Oregon. I am not sold on Cal. I think um, they had a good win versus Washington. But um, I just don't love them this year. I, they have a good record, 4-1. and one. Oregon had that tough loss against Auburn in the first game of the season where they just imploded and uh, gave up a 21-6 point lead. Um, I think Oregon, I, I don't think they're going to roll but I definitely think they win by at least two touchdowns. Um, Herbert, another guy. I feel like every quarterback is putting up ridiculous stats. He is 75%, almost 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Um, He is talked about as being one of the next guys drafted um, into the NFL as one of the uh, top quarterbacks in the class. I think he's having a very good year. And this is kind of like he's playing for like the what NFL players play for their contract year. Uh, he's playing for uh, maybe even the first quarterback taken off the board. Um, so I do think this Oregon team um, is going to put up points on Cal, and I think they're going to put up a bunch. But hopefully Cal uh, can keep pace. Did Cal's quarterback come back into the game last week? I, I don't know. believe so. I think the shoulder. I yeah. think shoulder. He's out. For, it says he's out indefinitely due to his shoulder injury. Okay. So I don't know how long that's going to be. Are they starting a monster then? The yeah, uh, 
Monsters and started a transfer from UCLA. I uh, I did a uh, franchise in NCAA 14 or whatever, and uh, with UCLA and Monster was my guy. So uh, maybe I'll have to take Cal. We'll uh, we'll get back to that. Well, the over under 46 over. for Oregon games seems ridiculously. Seems like something that you really want to take the over, and then that just seems like it's going to be like a 38-point game, and you're like, what the hell? Well, Cal's defense is good. Yeah. Cal's personally good, but I just never thought I'd see the day where an Oregon over-under would be 46. That's usually their team total. True. Me, personally, I'm I'm big Cal. Their new coach, I think, is doing a phenomenal job there. Um, it may even be his second year, I'm not sure, but he's a young coach. I know that. If their quarterback wouldn't have got hurt last week against Arizona State, they would have rolled Arizona State. When Monster came out of the game, everything changed. Um, tempo changed and everything like that. He's more of like a dual threat quarterback where the other one's a pocket passer. I think if Cal can adjust their offense here, Oregon, for some reason, they're always suspect. And I just, I don't know why, but. I can see this being a trap game for Oregon and Cal covering, if not pulling off the upset. Probably because Oregon never recruits defense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the middle linebacker for Cal, this Evan Weaver guy, 77 total tackles in five games. I did watch a, a little bit of that Cal game and like just like five plays, and I'm pretty sure he had five straight tackles or something absurd. Yeah. He was in on every play. He wears number 89, and he's a middle linebacker. It's insanity. He's a he's a crazy person, man. They showed they interviewed him on game day, and he was he's like finding the guys that he's gonna play on social media so he can trash talk them. He's he's an intense guy. He, <laughs> That's he awesome. Eats, he eats like some ungodly amount of calories before this season, and he was he was watching. Uh, like coverage of a game one time, and this guy called him Chubby. So then now he's on a diet because he doesn't want to be known as the Chubby linebacker. <laughs> hey, he's six three two thirty five. There ain't nothing Chubby about that. He got uh, some motivation from uh, outside guy. Um, last game that we can talk about: the Armed Forces Battle of Air Force and Navy. Uh, both teams with one loss this season. Uh, Navy lost to Memphis last week, and Air Force lost to Boise State. We talked about this before, but listen, I have nothing else to say than I love Air Force in this game. I'm usually a big Navy guy, but uh, Air Force's mascot, Aurora, died yesterday, 23 years old. Listen, they're going to be so motivated to get the win for Aurora. Um, he He's now in... Uh, what is he, Falcon Heaven up there flying high? Um, uh, I just think this Air Force team, man, they're going to come out hungry, and uh, they, they're going to beat Navy in this uh, battle of the good old American armed forces. A lot of running in this game, too. <laughs> A lot of handoffs. Uh, they're going to – Mac Brown's going to be watching this game and just be salivating at the option. I also like Air Force. Uh, I like their uh, running back, man. He's a he's a little fella. His name is Caden Remsburg. He's a little white dude. He's like 5'9", 
185 pounds, and he's from Kansas. He's the best player to ever come out of the state of Kansas in Kansas's whole history. You never hear about top players coming out of Kansas. If you got a running back from Kansas, you know he's a hard-nosed guy. I like Air Force. Caden Remsburg is the man. Check out number 24. You just don't hear much football coming out of Kansas. Yeah, a lot of corn, though. (laughs) Bryce, anything on the Battle of Our Armed Forces? Give me Malcolm Perry and the uh, and Navy. Um, I think they're just gonna have a better <laughs> a better run I, run game, I guess. I mean, I I know they both run the. I don't know if Air Force actually runs the option. I know Army your Navy runs the option, and Air Force runs the option. I think. I yes, care. they they do at least at least a they, part of the time. It's I more think they do, but they definitely pass the ball more because their quarterback has thirty two pass attempts. Yeah. Davey's going to have some trickery in there, and Malcolm Perry's going to have two passing touchdowns. At least the defenses will know what to expect, seeing they practice against it basically for an entire summer. Hey, you want to have a one rule about option football? The only way someone can beat it is if you beat yourself. I heard that my whole entire life. (laughs) They got, uh, I mean, if you think about it, though, 32 pass attempts over four games is only eight pass attempts a game. So it's not like they're slinging it around the... Yeah, definitely slinging it. It's probably like they got third and long uh, probably five times a game. They're just chucking something. See, you want to different like Navy and Air Force? If it's third and long, Navy's buckling down the chin straps and getting it off the ground. (laughs) Air Force taking a risk. Navy's (laughs) third and 15, fullback dive up the middle. Um, yeah, I think that's all we got. We got a little, uh, we'll do a little special edition high school football this week as the, uh, we got a little rivalry going in Erie, Pennsylvania, as I'm pretty sure McDowell's at home, right? McDowell's yes, at home. So have, traveling to McDowell. I know McDowell's undefeated. No clue what Prep's record is, but four and two, four and three and two. Aren't they, uh, the three time defending state champs? Yes. Yep, they've been in the finals four straight years. They played the same team four straight times. So uh, this is this seems like it's got to be the Trojans' year, but we'll send this off with a little high school football. We'll give we'll give the young kids some love. I think we'll have uh, a few members of the staff maybe live at the uh, game. I think Nick, uh, you know, he does our NFL and college football stuff. I think he'll be doing high school this Friday. Uh, we got Friday night lights. So before we wrap this up, let's get a prediction. Who do we like tomorrow night at Gus Anderson? 28-14, McDowell. Wow. 28-21, McDowell. You know what? I'm going to also got to take the alma mater, man, as a uh, former mob member. I think uh, think we're going to be in the 30s. I'm going to go uh, 35-31 Trojans. And uh, – that's all we got for you. Might have uh, some good D2 football content for you on the Instagram. Check that out. I wouldn't call it yeah. good D2. Yeah. Clearing, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Clearing football. <laughs> yeah. um, they got beat by Gannon by like 40 last week. <laughs> well, Gannon has two wins. Content. Looking for a bounce back week. Um, so, yeah, we got uh, all types of football coming at you this weekend. Uh, stay tuned for that. Like I said, brought to you by the Bayfront Boys. So uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Thank you for your support. And-
and uh, good night, America.